Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. I brought this on myself. Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John. Checkered shirt is Meredith. Nope. Damn it. Can't remember my own kids' names. I got too many kids. Anna's the first one. Megan's the second one. Meredith, poke your head up. Background, Bubba. There you go. And this is uh this is R slash Kevin. Like there's all kinds of stories about Kevin out there. This one's about Kevin driving a truck and meeting a special chicken named Mr. Koo. So let's get into it. Kevin in a big truck meets Mr. Koo. Like I just said. I'm grateful for all the kind words about my other two stories, my dudes. As promised, here's a story number three. Well, we'll get into the other two later. Also, once again, 100% kudos to Strong Bad Jr. for opening this can of worms. Another awesome storyteller. If you are on Reddit, go look up that username, Strong B-A-D-J-R. And uh, he is one awesome writer. Now, I know you're all wondering who on earth is Mr. Koo. You see, once upon a time, circa before I was but a twinkle in Mama Dragon's eye, my uncles raised chickens. Chicken fighting was a big social thing where we're from, but my family didn't agree with it. Socially, they would discuss marches and act interested, only to go behind the patrons' backs and buy up as many of the chickens as possible under the guise of taking them upstate to fight. In reality, they took them to my grandparents' small farm where they could lay eggs, free roam, and peck around as they saw fit. One of the biggest birds they had was the star of our story, a black and white, a seal chicken named Mr. Koo. He had apparently been the chicken champion before my Uncle Charlie won him in a poker match. On the ride home, Charlie didn't know how this super aggressive chicken would react in the cab of his pickup. Sure enough, he gets in, plops his butt down, and all he heard was a cooing sound all the way home. Evidently, even champions enjoy the concept of bye-bye. When they got home, Charlie took Mr. Koo inside the house to get him cleaned up. Evidently, Mr. Koo decided that at that point, he wasn't leaving. Over the next day, he would attack anyone who tried to get him to walk out the door. Yet, as mighty as he was, when the hens started calling and clucking about, Mr. Koo decided there were greater things in life than chilling on the couch. He even impressed my grandpa when he actually managed to kill a fox that got into the chicken coop. Not only that, but he barely had a scratch on him. When he was found, he was sitting on the fox like a trophy. (laughs) When you think about it, technically we had a pet attack chicken. Now that we've caught that up, let's learn about the Kevin in our story. In Uncle Eddie's words, Kevin was an idiot. They had worked together at local trucking company. They mainly ran auto parts to Laredo, Texas and back to several locations across the Midwest. Similar to the Kevin in the first story, this Kevin was cocky. Yes, he could run. Yes, he knew well how to operate a truck. Unfortunately, he didn't know how to keep from running his mouth on people. Every time Eddie stopped with him at a diner or some small mom and pop to get fuel, he complained. Got coffee? Phew, it's too weak. Food? I wouldn't let my dog eat that, but I guess I'll have to suffer. Shower? Water was too cold and there were spots everywhere. Flash forward to the week of the incident we're all here for. Uncle Eddie and Kevin happened to be near the farm and decided to take a week off for a clean bed, home-cooked meals, and some fishing. As they roll up in the trucks on Sunday, my mama happened to be there. She was barely 18 at the time, and Eddie and Kevin were in their late 20s. Kevin took this as a perfect time to flirt. Eddie, already sick of this BS from the road, slammed him upside his truck. Eddie, now son, I've seen you whine and cry for months now. I put up with it but you get within an inch of her and these chickens will eat good for a while. Kevin, 
Okay, okay, sheesh. Brushes himself off after Eddie lets him go. You have my word. They shook on it and proceeded inside. Kevin, of course, had a retort. Kevin, besides, chickens don't even eat meat. <laughs> Dumbass. Eddie pointed towards Mr. Koo, who happened to be glaring a hole in Kevin. Tell that to him. Kevin, just throw a fox in there with him and you'll see who's the meat eater. Mama had walked up and given Uncle Eddie a hug at this point and heard what Kevin had said and laughed. Well, considering he killed the last one, I think they're all afraid to come around anymore. Kevin's eyes got big as Mr. Koo still glared at him from the yard. Dinner that evening was a great time. According to Uncle Eddie and Mama, my grandma went all out with the fixins, as we call it. Having had four kids, she still cooked... Wait, at 18 she had four kids? Wait. Anyway, having had four kids, she still cooked for an army, so there was plenty to go around. As for Kevin's complaints, Grandma shot him down. As soon as they sat down, she led the table in a simple prayer, which included the line, And we're going to remain grateful for the food we have received, while giving him a quick glare. Monday morning comes and goes with everyone sleeping in except Grandma, of course. She's up with the chickens, tossing seed and other small bits from dinner the night before. Eddie wakes up and strolls over to the bathroom to handle his morning business. Upon returning to his room, he notices his drawer where his wallet was kept had been left ajar. Strange, hmm, he thought, but Grandma appeared behind him. Grandma, now I done went through your wallet and didn't see no money. You got a savings account? Eddie said, yes, Ma. Granny glared at him with that look she has had for years. Think of that meme of Fry from Futurama, only an older Southern Belle with the sass of Sophia of the Golden Girls. Eddie, you said I didn't have any money in there, though. I could have sworn I had at least $40. Grandma, I didn't see anything, but you might have gotten better at hiding things, though. They hugged. Grandma told Eddie it was nice to have him home for a bit, and they parted ways through the house. About this time, Kevin stepped out of the bathroom. Kevin, so you're missing money? Eddie, so you're eavesdropping? Kevin, hey man, I just didn't want you to think it was me. Eddie, did I say it was you? No? Okay then. Now get your head out of your ass and come help me get the fishing gear together. They got the pickup truck loaded up and headed to the far end of the land where our local river had an amazing little beach. When they arrived, some of the local women were downstream about 100 yards swimming. Kevin took this as his perfect time to make a move, despite Eddie telling him not to. I got this, he says. Yeah, he got over there. One of the girl's boyfriend happened to be a guy Eddie knew had previous boxing training. So what does Kevin do? He runs his mouth. Eddie tells it like this. He glanced over at Kevin while tying his hook to his line. He hears Kevin say, So what are you going to do about it, punk? He hears a loud thwack and Kevin on his back in the sand. <laughs> Dude stood over him, fist balled up ready to hit him again when his girlfriend grabbed him. They get their things and leave. Hey, anything else you want to do while you're over there? Yeah. <laughs> want to throw a few boxes on the floor, drop some toys, <laughs> fart a little? I'm trying to be quiet. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> dragging something too. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Quasimodo on a fucking tile floor. Thump. Thump. Uncle Eddie proceeded to finish baiting his hook and cast his line. Take a seat, crack open a cold beer, and enjoy himself. Kevin is still 100 yards downstream, laying on his back for another five minutes or so. He mouths off something toward the group as they're leaving, then noticed Eddie kicked back on the bank. Kevin, at the top of his lungs, Ain't you gonna help me? 
Eddie just looked at him and took a drink of beer. Kevin gets himself cleaned off and comes back over to where Eddie was. Kevin starts to say something, but Eddie cuts him off. It'll serve you best to keep it in your pants while you're here. If you can't, go ahead and hit the road. I ain't your keeper. You're welcome to stay, but I ain't saving you. Kevin didn't say another word about it. By the next morning, they rolled in with a whole mess of catfish for dinner. My grandma had breakfast ready for them. They washed up, ate breakfast, and decided to take a couple hour nap. After everyone got up, they went out on the porch before dinner was ready. Mr. Koo was pecking around the base of the steps when Kevin kicked a small stone from the porch at him. Mr. Koo glared at him. Eddie, you do that again, he's going to attack you. Yeah, whatever, it's just a stupid hen, and proceeds to do it again. Uncle Eddie said it was like something from the freaking Matrix took over Mr. Koo. When the stone was near him, he jumps up and over it, wings flapping and talons out going straight for Kevin. Not quite having time to process this Rambo Fowl's fury, he begins to laugh, only to turn it into a, oh shit, as he trips out of his rocking chair to run inside. Mr. Koo is right on his ankles. He claws at his jeans and his boots while pecking at his calf muscle. Luckily, Kevin throws him back long enough to get inside the screen door. Kevin, ha, now you stupid bird, as he kicks the bottom of the screen door. Grandma, with carving knife in hand, you kick my damn door like that again and I'll show you a stupid bird. Uncle Eddie had picked up Mr. Koo and took him to the other side of the house and came inside the door. Eddie, honey, your friend here is about to get it if he kicks my door again. I ain't saying it again. Now y'all come in here and get some of this fish. Kevin just looked around with a scowl. Not much was said over dinner, but Kevin finished early and excused himself to bed. Very early that next morning, everyone was woken up by a thunderous crash inside the hallway. Thinking Grandma had fell, Eddie ran outside to find Grandma standing over top of Kevin with a frying pan. <laughs> Eddie, Mama, what happened? What's going on? Grandma, I caught this one here was rummaging through my chest of drawers I keep in the hall closet. That's where I always keep my jewelry and some emergency money. Sure enough, Kevin had a pair of earrings in the floor next to his hand. He had just started to come to when Uncle Eddie punched him as hard as he could. <laughs> Eddie, so I'm bringing you here as a token of friendship and you steal off me and my family? Nah, you're gone. Eddie went into the room Kevin was staying at and went through his bag. Inside, he found the $40 he was missing. He found a disposable camera, two other pairs of earrings, and a small gold chain necklace my great-grandfather had given my grandma. All in all, it might have been worth a couple hundred at best, but it was the principle behind it. My grandma just collected her belongings, put everything back as it was, and placed Kevin's bags outside. Uncle Eddie drug him outside until he woke up. He immediately tried to swing on Eddie, but ended up tripping himself. As he got up, Mr. Koo came close. He proceeds to pump Mr. Koo towards his truck. Uncle Eddie wanted to run after him again, but my grandma stopped him. Instead, he threw his bags at him. Kevin opens his bags to check for a rag to clean up the blood on his busted lip, when he notices the missing goods. Kevin, heh, it was just a bunch of useless costume jewelry anyway. I ain't worried about it. He opens his driver's side door and gets the truck started to warm up and inflate the air tanks. He then takes his bags over to his passenger side. My grandma then notices Mr. Koo hopping up on his bottom step, and then his top step, then as he shut the passenger side door, he hops in the cab. <laughs> Grandma, did you just... Eddie, yup. A sly grin comes across her face as Kevin flips him off and hops in the cab. As he catches third gear, he begins to swerve historically. His trailer is tipping hard while his truck slams into a large rock. He then rolls off to the left and into a small creek embankment. The door opens and Kevin staggers out of the truck and lands on the ground. A few moments later, Mr. Koo casually struts out of the cab onto the step. 
flogs at Kevin one last time before doing that characteristic peck walk chickens do as he goes back towards the house. They ended up calling 911 because they figured between a frying pan, a hard right hook, a severe chicken flogging, and a truck wreck, he may need medical care. When the police showed up, he demanded that Mr. Kuby put down. The cops laughed at him, especially once they heard our side of the story. According to Uncle Eddie, the company they ran for let him go due to the accident. He also ended up with over 50 stitches from the cuts and pecks he got. Mr. Koo, on the other hand, got all the chicken feed and worms his heart could desire. He also got a vet visit to ensure Kevin didn't do anything major. The vet actually laughed and said he probably jumped with the kick and was basically doing a chicken version of the bob and weave. Mr. Koo lived another 8 years after all this. He often spent time either chasing hens, dogs, cats, randos who would come up on the porch asking for stuff. All the like. To this day, Uncle Eddie still misses his pet attack chicken. So what do y'all think of Mr. Koo? Awesome. <laughs> awesome? <laughs> you like that? You want a pet attack chicken? Yeah, I want a pet attack chicken too. I think that'd be funny. I want to make mine chicken nugget. Chicken nugget. Or omelet. Omelet. Hmm? Hey, hey. From Moana. Hey, hey. Well, he's going to be part of this video. Trust me, he'll be a couple memes. So, Anna wants a chicken and we'll call him Hey Hey, like from Moana, um, which I've used in here a couple times, as you've seen, if you're watching. Anything else? Anybody got any thoughts? Yeah. Okay, let's look this up. The definition according to r slash stories about Kevin. Kevin is someone who consistently or greatly shows a complete lack of intelligence through incompetence of social and societal norms or is purposefully antagonistic in their poor decision making. As everybody out behind me talks about something completely different and no, just ignores everything. Me. Well, we can't hear you. Damn it. You Speak up. In New Zealand, people don't name their kids Kevin because why? Because it's seen as they're idiots. Oh, because they're idiots. All right. So this must have started in New Zealand. All right, guys. Well, let me know what you think about Mr. Koo. And if you want to hear more, you've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.